Super Talk Mississippi media production. Specializing in Ford, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams. CorinthAutoGroup.com and FordOfCorinth.com, where cars and happy drivers meet. Visit us now in person or online with the experience you deserve. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. I was at Delta State when I heard the rumblings of today's guest on In a Mississippi Minute making his debut on campus. He immediately made an incredible impact at the university and, of course, on the basketball court. The entire nation quickly paid attention to his game and his character. His large frame, wide and powerful shoulders anchored the most pure and beautiful shooting motion I'd ever seen. And as a result, time and time again, it was money. He'd later follow his coach, Coach Murphy, to finish out his career at Ole Miss, which he did with such precision and vengeance. Who could ever forget the game he and Chris Jackson went back and forth, both scoring over 50 points in an epic battle. It was just a sign of things to come and the talent that this man, you know, he just the talent that he had. He would spend a number of years in the pros drafted in the early first round to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And after it was all said and done, he took his knowledge and all that success back home to Mississippi to teach the game he loves to the next generations. Please welcome not only a hoop star, but if I recall, a heck of a musician back in his day as well, and Mississippi Hall of Fame member Gerald Glass. What's up, Gerald? Hey, what's going on, Steve? How you doing? I'm good. Where are you? Where are you right well, now? I'm in Greenwood, man. I'm teaching middle school at Greenwood Middle School, 7th grade here. And I'm uh, just enjoying the kids right now. I love it. Now, are you coaching uh, high school ball still? I took a break from coaching uh, a couple of years ago. My son enrolled at Ole Miss, so I decided to go up and just take a year off. And I did a little commentary work for them uh, pre-SEC. And uh, I spent a little time with my son, and uh, I'm looking to get back into coaching next year. I love it. I love it. So you had to take a little break. I get it. All right, so let me ask you, so how about your boys because you got a couple, a couple boys. How, how are they doing? And are they playing ball in college? And or uh, how was well? It? I got I got two sons. Gerald Jr. just graduated from Ole Miss last July, and he's currently the grad assistant uh, with his mom down at uh, Hines Community College. Oh wow! And, uh, he's the grad assistant for both teams. And my youngest son is a senior this year at Warren Central. And uh, you know, he recently made the Mississippi Alabama All Star game. I love it. okay, so where is he gonna go to school? Is it is that decided yet? Hadn't hadn't decided yet. He's also uh a high jumper in track, so he's considering track as well. Oh wow. Wow, now is he as tall are the, are your boys as tall as you, Gerald? Well, Gerald Junior is about six seven and uh wow. my youngest son, Jalen, <laughs> is about six one, six two. 
Okay, so and, uh, he 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 played football. Uh, he had an injury last year, unfortunately, and uh, he had to have a little surgery. So he he missed the football season this past year, and uh, didn't get to play. So wow, but he he's a he's an all around athlete. So all right, so tell me, so was was your dad? Uh, would you come from tall stock ge- genetically? <laughs> on both sides of the family, we we have uh, you know tall people. My granddad on my dad's side was big six, and uh, on my mom's side, all of her brothers were kind of tall. My mom was five nine, so you know I I, I, I grew up to be six six. Uh, you know, I guess I was you know one of the lucky ones. I'm one of the tallest uh, members of my family. Well, oh my gosh, I know. I know, you know, to me, you look like you were seven foot, seven foot five. (laughs) Hey, so, all right, so tell me, back in the high school days, Gerald and Greenwood, uh, what was it, you know, what was it like? What was your team like? And did you guys state titles, sort sort of the journey, and then was it just basketball for you? Well, you know, back in those days, you know, it was it was aligned a little different. We had uh, different divisions. Everybody was stacked into double A. All all of the power schools were in one division, mm-hmm. so it was kind of tough to make it to Jackson. You had to, you know, you had to fight through a lot of tough teams uh, in order to make it to Jackson uh, back in those days. So, you know, we had we had really good teams, and and we would always lose in the district or in the North Pass. We never did make it to Jackson. Wow. Uh, we made it my freshman year, but I I wasn't playing that much. You know, I, I I was averaging one point a game my freshman year, so right. I didn't even hit the floor much at all during those days. <laughs> what were some of the players? Like, was was it like Lancaster Gordon? I mean, who was playing back then? Well, well, those guys are a little older than me. Uh, you know, being from Amanda Elsie, you know, we our schedule we played guys in our area. You know, we played uh, Cleveland, uh, you know, Gentry, those teams, teams that wasn't far away. We didn't get to travel far. Uh, they didn't schedule games like that with us. Right. And a lot of teams didn't want to play us because they didn't think that we were good competition. Huh. And, uh, you know, that, that's unfortunate. That's, that's that's the way the Delta looked upon. You yeah. know, it's like no talent here, but it, it, it's, it's so far from the truth. It's so much talent here. It's ridiculous. And uh, I, and I, I played with a chip on my shoulder everywhere I went. And, and that's how I fell in love with Delta State. You know, I, I went to camp there my first year as a ninth grader. Fell in love with the campus and, and was taught fundamentals on how to play. And that's where I learned how to play basketball, going to camp at Delta State. When did it start to click? Like you, you, you become a sophomore in high school. Uh, when did it become your team? And then when did I mean? Did you always and did you double double question? And did you always have sort of the knack to score and that that shooting motion of yours, or did you work hard on that? Well, you know what's crazy is up until ninth grade, I shot with my left hand. You know, I started shooting at a young age, and the only way I could get it there was to push it up with my left hand. So I shot left-handed up until ninth grade, and that's when I changed my shot over. And that's when I looked at the perfect form, and I, I tried to emulate it. And that's how I got my perfect jump shot because, you know, I, I could I could watch people do stuff, and, and I, I could just do whatever you do. I mean, that's how I learned to play the guitar and whatever, drugs. Uh, but... I saw that perfect form of that jump shot, and I just started practicing it from ninth grade on, and that's how I got that form. That's wild! Oh my God, it looked like it was born. You were born like that, you know, because it looked so natural and fluid, and it just—it was just weird, man. Because I, I couldn't shoot at all in high school because of that. Up until I, when I got to Delta State, that's when my shot started to, to develop. There's no way. Come on, Gerald. I'm telling you, you're the truth. kidding uh, me. I, I didn't shoot anything out of 15 feet in high school. I was. 
inside guy. I was the tallest guy on the team. I banged on the inside, but I did have guard skills from playing my first two years. And, and like you said, my 10th grade year is when it clicked. And uh, I, I grew a couple of inches. I grew to 6'3", and then he put me at the off guard. And that's what got my guard skills. Unbelievable. It was Coach Murphy. So co- and then after that, I was the tallest guy on the team, so I had to play center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait, I, I'm going to jump to college because that team, you know, we used to follow you guys. I mean, we were in love with you guys. We were – it was solid. Was it Norvell Shelby? Uh, was it Berkeley Brown? Was that the team? Uh, yes, it Nagy, was. Scott? That was the best team I was on my whole college career. I mean, that team – could have competed in the SEC. All right, let's talk about that. And, and you know we beat Mississippi State with that team. Well, I know. Starfield, so. I know that. You went there and was I that? I mean, those guys were incredible, man. Berkeley, Brown, Shelby. I mean, we had a good good chemistry. We had a good team. Scott Nagy was at the point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had we had good guys coming off the bench. Brian, Luke, Aaron, Aaron Smith. Right. I mean, we had some good players, man. That, that I remember. And if I – Am I crazy to think and remember? Because we we didn't go to the state game when y'all played them, but we listened on the radio. Was that the game that you were a hundred percent from the field? No, actually, that that game was against Jacksonville State. Okay, uh, Jacksonville State at that time was number one in the nation in D two, mm-hmm. and we were like number five, I think. And uh, you know, we went into overtime. And uh, Brian Luke hit a half-court shot to win the game. <laughs> I never will forget it in overtime. But that game, I was 13 for 13. I didn't miss the shot. That's right. I remember I remember the numbers, 13 for 13, yep. for some reason. I, for some reason, I'd, I had uh, in my memory bank, which, you know, it's been a while for us, that I decided that was Mississippi State. I may keep thinking that just because. I don't know yet. <laughs> We're with Gerald Glass. <laughs> Well, when we played State, it was a low-scoring game. I, I can remember the score. It was like 56-53. Uh, I think I had 10 points and like six rebounds that game. You know, I was, you know we, we, we were outmatched inside, man. Those guys are 6-11, yeah. 16, and here I am, 6-5. Six, six, six you know, I wasn't even through growing. You know, and, and I'm, I'm matched up with guys 6-9, you know. So it, it was it was fun, man. I, I took the challenge, man. I, like I said, I played with a chip on my shoulder. I didn't I didn't care. I, I wanted to play. I know you had big, wide shoulders too. They were like square. <laughs> I mean, I, but, but but you but you could jump. I mean, you could fly. I mean, you were. Oh we, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that that was part of my game. It was kind of deceptive. People didn't think I could jump like I could. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I use that as my advantage. You know, I let those guys, bigger guys, post me up and just think that they could shoot over me. And I would jump just as high as they could and block their shot. Yeah, it was so great. We're talking to Gerald Glass here in the Mississippi Minute. Hall of Famer, NBA. I mean, just unbelievable career. And what a great guy. You're in the Mississippi Minute. Stand by. Because I'm the cold. Easier than ever to hear Super Talk anywhere. Now you can get Super Talk Mississippi on Amazon Alexa devices. Just go to supertalk.fm slash Alexa to find out more. For news, politics, sports, and the good things happening in Mississippi, the conversation starts here. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
When you're young, you think you know it all. I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We are with one incredible guy. Incredible career from college to the NBA. And I'm learning more about this. This is what the great thing about this show is. I learn more about my guests and people that I've known in the past. And 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 I'm always in awe at the stories and the road and it took and the journey and the hard work, of course. I'm with Gerald Glass. Hey, hey, Gerald, so you go to Ole Miss. Why Coach Murphy? Going to those camps during the summers at Delta State, we developed a a friendship, and and it was just – I just enjoyed being around Coach Murphy, man. You know, he was was one of the funniest guys I've ever been around. Hmm. And and he he made playing basketball so much fun and easy. And uh, he, he believed in me, man. From from the beginning, wow. And so that's why it was easy for me to pick up state over the other schools that I had narrowed my choices to, which were the, the swag schools, wow. Alcorn, <clears throat> Jackson State, and Valley. Yeah, so, so you, I picked up state out of those schools. Yeah, and look at the look at the athletes that's come from those schools. I mean, come on, the histories made in in the swag, especially in our day. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. You, think you know, I wasn't to... heavily recruited, so I didn't have that many choices. A lot of schools backed off because of my size, mm-hmm. you know. And I even attended a camp at Louisville, you know, going into my senior year, and I dominated the camp. And I never will forget Wade Houston, uh, who, who's uh, Alan Houston's dad at the time. You know, at the time he was at Louisville, he told me I was too small to play D1 basketball. Wow. That's what he told me, and I never will forget it. And then fast forward. You know, we played against him when I was at Ole Miss. He was the coach of Tennessee, and his son was a freshman. And I never will forget, after the game, I think I had like 38. And, <laughs> you know, you go to shake the hands at midcourt. He stopped, and he just gave me this look like like he was wrong, you know? Yeah. yeah and that... we just we just kept walking because I, I, I wanted to show him yeah. that night that he made a mistake. That's that chip again. I kept that chip everywhere yeah. I went. Yeah, I'm. You know, it. You know, you know, it's, Gerald. You think about it. Some. It, this is so funny because it's the opposite of everything I've ever thought about you. Because I felt like it was always so easy and confident for you, and it just kind of came easy. And I was wrong. I mean, you've had to work for it. You you did play with that chip, but you know what? You you camouflaged it. It seems so easy for you. You know, just watching as a. You know, and I grew up playing, and obviously nothing. You know, you know, and you were so you understand when you see something really special, and you were such a special player. I love that. Those are the moments when you shake that coach's hand, and he looks at you and go, "What did I miss?" <laughs> you know, man. Look, it, it was it was fun, man. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, going back to the spark. I mean, you may know this guy. When I was a youngster, my first basketball idol was Darrell Watson. Do you know Darrell mm-hmm. Watson? Mm-hmm. He, he played at Greenville High. Right, I remember. And that, I used to, man, every time I looked at the schedule, when Greenwood High played Greenville, I was front row and center to see Darrell Watts. Yeah, he was great. And in my backyard, I was Darrell Watts. <laughs> wow. I and, love And, you that. know, I, and I got a chance to meet him, to tell him that a few years ago. He didn't even know. And he was in awe of me. We was in awe of each other. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was a great moment when I got a chance to tell him that. I love it. You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about this journey that you were on. Okay, first of all, I thought Coach. When did when did Coach Murphy take over from Hankinson? Because it was Hankinson before. He took right? over Hankinson going into my senior year or my junior year in high school. Okay, okay. I think I think it was like my junior year or my sophomore year because I, I think I met Hankinson and Coach Crawford. That was my first year of camp. 
Okay. And then after that, Murphy took over. Okay, so so you were going to Delta State's camp a little younger, and then all of a sudden the coaches switched, and then that's when you yeah, and Murphy. I was going during the coaching change. I yeah. met Coach Hankerson yeah. and Coach Crawford, and then, I, then Coach Murphy took over. I kept going to the camp I with love Murphy it. and Coach Harold. Wow, that's just unbelievable. Man, I, I fell in love with the campus, man. Delta State was the perfect place, man. It was, it was back then, it, everybody knew each other. We had so much fun, man. It, the union was the spot. I mean, it was, yeah. it was it was excellent, man. We went and shot a little pool back there with the little jukebox. You yeah. remember? <laughs> Listen, hey, they had those. I'd, I'd get like, I don't even know how my appetite back then. I would go get, after class, I'd get three bacon grilled cheese. And they knew, they saw me coming. They'd start making <laughs> it before right. I should. At the grill. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Yeah, I loved it. Those I, were the days, man. They were. We're talking to Gerald Glass. Hey, Gerald, so you, Coach obviously leaves and goes to Ole Miss, right? Was yes. Did you have to sit out a year going from D2 to, to that? And then was it an easy decision leaving because of because of Coach Murphy? I was torn, man. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to leave Justin State. You know, we had a good team. Uh I just I decided Murphy persuaded me to stay. I I I wanted to go right away, but he told me that I owed him another year, which I didn't. But I decided to stay because I really didn't want to leave. And uh, but that that year I stayed. You know that's when we went to the Final Four, right? Under Coach Reeves, that was his first year. And at first, man, Coach Reeves and I, we I, I wasn't going to accept another coach at that point. Mm. After, after, after I felt betrayed, I said, well, Murphy just left, you know? <laughs> so, Reeves and I butted heads early on, but we finally got together, man. We had one of the best seasons I've ever had in, in, in college, my you know, four-year career. There, yeah, time. yeah. I know. Well, we were there at the Final yeah. Four. We road tripped. That was, that was a fun season as well, yeah. man, going to that Final Four. I know. We ended up beating Seymour. This was in Amarillo, Texas. Right. And... And Terry Funk, the wrestler, one I mean, you know, I grew up we grew up wrestling fans here in the South. Yeah. Terry Funk was at, on the <laughs> sideline at the at the at the, uh, at the game. I never will forget it, man. We were in Amarillo and we won the regional at my sophomore. Wow, that's right. Well, I was there. We were there. Look, we road tripped. I mean, we, I, I, you probably, I don't know if you remember seeing us or not, but we, we'd show up, man. I mean, <laughs> we were all in because it was just spectacular. We had such an, an amazing team. All right, we're talking to Gerald Glass. Gerald, so you leave the next year and go to Ole Miss. Did you play, was it two years at Ole Miss or one? Yes, I played two. Okay, I thought so. But I had to so. sit out that next year. Okay. All right. Okay, so you do and two years that, there. After the season, I knew I knew it was time for me to leave. I said, man, there's no way I can't take advantage of this opportunity to play in the SEC. That's where I wanted to play, you know, coming out of high school. So right. It was an easy decision. And then, and then, so obviously, coach is there. He knows your game. You step right yeah. in. You, was it a tough transition having to wait a year, or or did you really use that year to continue to develop? Because at this point, you're talking about going from scoring one point in ninth grade to doing your high school thing, not being the incredible score, and all of a sudden you're finding your shot, and in three years, you're you're on your way. Look, man, that year I hit the weight room. You know, I had to lose weight. And that's the year that I got my body in, in decent shape. And uh, I spent a year with, the, with our trainer, Andy Zucker. He was our strength coach. And uh, that year I made national strength and conditioning in All-America. I mean, wow. I was... I was benching three fifteen. I was the strongest guy on the team, and uh, and in practice, the first team never won in practice. <laughs> Coach would sit me out the day before the game, 
he wouldn't let me practice a scrimmage because Why? the first team would he, he wanted them to get confident. Oh. They never could win in in, 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 in practice against me because I was on the second team. Wow. Coach would have to pull me out and, and let let them win so they can get their confidence up for that game. So this is when you were weren't playing. This is when you were Right, this was when I was registered because in practice, I went as hard like I was playing in the game because I couldn't play. And uh, Rod Barnes was uh, a senior that year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, look, it, it was so much fun in practice, though. They could not beat the second team at all. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was on the floor with them. That's so great. I love hearing that. All right, we're going to dig more into that because we've got to get to the NBA in a minute, too. Uh, we're talking to okay. Gerald Glass. Hey, Gerald, so musically – are you still playing music? You still playing the bass? Still playing drums? What are you doing? I, man, I sit here. I sit every day. I play either the lead or the bass. <laughs> I, so I got. That. I just sit here and play. You know, by myself, man. Yeah, I still play. <clears throat> you know, I, I still want to play with a band. Eventually, I was thinking about playing with this gospel group here for a little bit and uh, just get back into it. But uh, yeah, I, I still play, man. I'm into it heavily. Okay, let me ask you. So, you grew up playing in church, right? Yes. Yeah, it's where you are. I grew up playing with, well, actually, my, my, my mom and my, her sister, and, and they grew up having a quartet group. So as we got older, they added family members, and that's what I started off playing the drums for them. Wow. And then I moved to the bass, you know, and I play a little lead, a little keyboard, all of that now. I'm trying to imagine you sitting behind the drum kit. I mean, like, what's the drums look? Are they, like, look little bitty like they're, like, little bongos? <laughs> <laughs> they gotta be no, small. You know, I, it's been a while since I played the set. I, I started playing the bass, you know, for this group when I was like ten or eleven years old. I so uh, it's been a while since I was on the set, but I still can keep the beat. But yeah. I'm not that good anymore. All right, you're gonna have to come down to our Delta Soul charity event this year. We have a bunch of celebs, and we and we do a big jam. And you're, hey, you're invited that, that to jam no with problem, us. problem, man. I'll be happy to do it. I love it. All right, I'll that's, jump on that bass and play for it. <laughs> that's a date. All right. Hey, so, Gerald, we are the birthplace of American music. We go into the break. You get to play DJ. So would you like to hear some Denise LaSalle or Charlie Pratt? Denise LaSalle. We're talking to Gerald Glass, Hall of Famer. He's my man. It's been great catching up. We're just getting into a Mississippi Minute. We're going to be right back. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with Mississippi Hall of Fame inductee, uh, Gerald, Gerald Glass. Gerald, when were you inducted into the Hall of Fame? I think it was 2013. <clears throat> what took him so long? Uh, what happened, uh, Rick Cleveland. <laughs> Rick Cleveland was the director at the time, and uh, he, he approached me. You know, one we we were playing in the state championship game, and he came and sat by me, and you know we just had the conversation. I never knew what what was going to happen. He was telling me he was writing a story, and which he did. He wrote a story about me coming back coaching my old high school. So, and uh, that's where it, it, it went from there. And I think he was just amazed at what I 
came back to do at my high school, and that, that just—I think that just took it over the top right there to get me into to the Hall of Fame. Well, that—that's interesting. Coming back home, let's talk about that decision because I made that decision in my family, and our kids were all born in Nashville, raised in Nashville, pretty much, and and we made my wife and I made the decision. What was what was your calling? Did you feel? Well, back in two thousand seven, my wife and I we 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 split up, and I went back to school. And uh, after the divorce, I decided to move back home. And uh, my coach was retired. My old high school coach happened to be retired. And they had they had to replace him. Mm-hmm. So I called the superintendent, and she was excited about bringing me in. And so that's how it started. And uh, I just come back home. And the third year, uh, we we make it to Jackson, and we win two championships back to back. Wow. And and was your son playing with you then, or that's way back there? How, how far back? Are yes, we talking? my oldest son transferred. He transferred in his sophomore year. Wow. And uh, and he played two years with. He won two. We won two titles with him. That's how great of a feeling was that? That was that. I mean, it, it's I never, never will forget it, man. It's one of the best feelings ever, man, to see the excitement on all the kids' faces. But to do it with my son, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to try to get to coach my other son, but you know, we just couldn't work that out. I just, you know, just decided to just take a break so I can go to his game. I love that. Is it tough? Is it yeah. tough being a dad in the stands versus a dad on the floor? Look, my voice is just coming back. I went to the game <laughs> Tuesday night in, in Vicksburg, and uh, you know I try to keep my my composure, you know. But when the referees, then I turn into that parent, you know, and I get to screaming. But I don't. I keep it clean. I don't ever, you know. I'm not that parent you have to kick out of the gym, you know. I, but yeah. I just, you know, I scream at, at the players and tell them. Get back, you know, yeah. I, I, like I'm coaching, you <laughs> know, but I'm up in the stands up high. They can't hear me, but yeah, I, I lost my voice the other night. Well, all right, let's talk. Let's talk about referees real quick. I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I, I think they're great. They're great people until they put the stripes on, and then they become like monsters. All right, I mean, like how? Obviously, you knew the refs as a coach. Okay, as a player versus a coach. And getting referee, especially in high school, you start seeing a lot of the same referees. You probably saw a lot of the same referees in college, so and, right. and in high school. And so what, what's really crazy about that? My first year, you know, I was that coach that was up yelling, screaming at yeah. the refs, <laughs> and then I decided to be an umpire. So <laughs> that 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 fought that after the season, I went to the umpires meeting, and guess who I see? All of the referees. <laughs> so so the next year. I never got another technical foul. I never challenged the referees after that because I, you know, I knew these guys. Yeah. I mean, we worked together. Yeah. So I just sit there and take my medicine. You know, <laughs> if they make a bad call, I just let them make it. I, I never, I never made, you know, a scene after that Isn't because that funny? It, I mean, it didn't make any sense. I let these guys do their job and respect them. And if they made a bad call, sometimes they'll come and tell me I, I messed up on that one. Yeah. You know, they'll yeah. let me know if they make a mistake. I'm trying to see who's going to have the guts to make a bad call on you. <laughs> you know, it, it, it can happen. I'm serious. It can happen, man. It happens a lot. And, uh, you know, and I understand that it's tough, it's tough being a referee, man. you got to make that decision right away. Yeah. You know, and it, it's tough. Once you blow that whistle, me, sometimes you say, wow, that wasn't a five. That's a lot. I love it. I you love know, it. being an umpire, you got to make that decision. You know, that that's that's really tough. And I just enjoy it. We need guys. Once I got to meet them, and I understood each one of them. I love it, and it was fun, man. I, I let them do their job. Well, life's and even about in Jackson. I, I coached at Madison Central. I knew those referees as well, so I just I just kept it cool on the side. I never never made a scene. 
Well, life's about relationships. And so when you finally make relationships, you got to sort of, you got to be friends. <laughs> That's just, right. And, and I just let them do their job, man, because at the end of the day, it's just a game. Yeah, I know. I know it's you tough. Know, and, and you don't want to humiliate yourself and do things that you wish that you can't take back. Right, right. We're talking to Gerald Glass. I love it. I'm so excited. Hey, Gerald. Okay. We got to jump to the game with you and Chris Jackson before he changed his name and all that. But let's talk about that game. You're scoring a lot at this time, and and that was a that was a game that was was hyped. It's almost like that that the the talk before was like they knew, like they were. It was a premonition. Let's let's talk about that game. The feeling you had when it just everything was going in, and and just going back and forth with him. What was that like? Man, that night, you know, every I just I can't even explain it, man. Leading up to that game, I had scored like over thirty points, like eight games in a row. So I had the confidence, and so I had a teammate, and he was he told me he said, "Look, why don't you try to at least attempt to score every time you get the ball? Just try to drive, try to make a play." <laughs> and I thought about it. I said, "Okay," because <laughs> if I don't have it, I can always pass it off. So that night. I played with so much freedom. I, I, I didn't have, I didn't think about the crowd. I didn't have any, but I just felt like I was in, in wreck. You know, right. what, what was the name of our, our gym we used to play in, in the off season over there? That the, uh, oh, oh, Whitfield. This, was it Whitfield? Uh, what the aqua, what the, the pool was. Yeah, Whitfield. Yeah, over there. We, we, That's look. where the DMI is now, Gerald, the Delta Music Institute. Wow. Yeah, you got to come I haven't been it. over there in a while. You got to come see Back to the story, man, it was just, one of those nights, and I came out, and I just, it was, I couldn't explain it, man. I didn't feel any pressure. It was like playing at the park. <laughs> it looked it like One it. of those nights, man. And, and I didn't even, I, I didn't realize I was scoring it. It wasn't until after the game, the SID came up to me. He said, you, you know how many points you scored? I said, no, I mean, he was like 53 because I, I didn't look up at the score at the top. I, I never looked up to see how many points I had. You know, I just, I was just playing. I was tired. I mean, I was drained after that game. It was one of those games, man. I, I, I mean, I gave it my all that night. I left it out on the floor. All right, let's talk about that. Do you think that that was a pivotal moment for you? As far as like we we got to get to the NBA, so we got to. I mean, you're you become a college star, and you get drafted twentieth. I mean. Think yeah. about think After about that game. That was my junior year, right? You know, I I could have came, I could have uh, come out my junior year, and I was projected to be a lottery pick, but I decided to come back to go back to Ole Miss. <laughs> so that game really got me on the map nationally. Really, they, they that's when they said, "Well, this guy can play." Yeah, yeah, no you fooling. Know? So that game really did prove that nationally to these guys. It put me up in the lottery that year if I had come out. Did Did Coach Murphy convince you to stay your senior year? And just and and what I mean, what was the? Because I know you left. Wait a minute, you left and you came back to get your degree, correct? Yes, yes. But I, when I left my senior year, I had forty two hours to complete. Okay, okay, all right, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, Murphy did not want me to leave. You know, he kept telling me, you know, uh, the opposite of what these scouts were telling me because he didn't want me to leave. Right. And then finally he admitted, he was like, well, you know, yeah, it is true that you are projected to be a lottery pick. Then he came clean with his info. And we, we discussed it, and you know, and, and really the only thing that kept me from leaving was my mom. Wow. I was, I, was, I was on the phone with my agent, and my mom just started crying. Mm. And, she, and that's what kept me. I just, I just told her, let me call you back. And I 
discussed it with my mom. We talked, and I decided to come back. You know, hey, hey, the agent has no shot over your mom. That's impossible. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no way. <laughs> I mean, your mom's got your back no always. <laughs> it's the one person no in your way, life. No way, man. The, the look yeah. on her face when I told her that I was leaving. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, talk. so I decided to stay. <clears throat> okay, you know. we're talking to Gerald Glass. Gerald, all right, wait a minute. Uh, okay, so I, I, this is amazing to me. Because, like I said, I felt like you were born, like at two years old, like Tiger Woods. You know, he could swing a golf club and you could shoot a basketball. I mean, in this short period of time, you've just, it's just come together. I mean, at, right. are you looking at this, like, are you going to sleep at night and, and, and before you go to sleep are like in awe at the moment and going like, and you're praising the Lord, obviously, but, but are you thinking like, are you in the moment going like, is this happening? Does that ever come to you like that and you know when you're when you're that age or you just it never hit me like that I, I my love for the game overtook all it i just still enjoy basketball i was looking forward to going to practice or going to play the next pickup game you know that's how i was i didn't i wasn't you know i wasn't stopping spelling the roses at that point yeah yeah i love that well because, you know it, it was, i still had some work to do that's so amazing. I just kept playing, man. I, my my love for the game overtook that. I mean, I just enjoy playing basketball. All right, if you don't go to Ole Miss and you stay at Delta State and you still develop your game, <laughs> you 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 had to go to play in the SEC, right? And play on a national. No, no, not necessarily. I think I still probably could have made it from Delta State because you know the, we would have made it to the Final Four every year. I mean, yeah. If I had come back to Delta State, I was projected to be. The Division Two Player of the Year. I was preseason Player of the Year coming if I had stayed. You know, I, man, that that my sophomore year was incredible, man. Yeah. I I mean, I'm talking about. I think I shot like sixty some sixty two percent from the field. I mean, yeah. that was ridiculous. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. I look back on those stats. And all, that was one of the best seasons I've had. Talking to Gerald Glass, you're in the Mississippi Minute Hall of Famer, unbelievable career, and what a great guy you're in the Mississippi Minute. Now. What should have been, what ought to be, you're here with me. That's all I need. Yeah. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We are with one incredible guy, incredible career. Talking to Gerald Glass. Did you ever have to guard Jordan? And, and I mean, like uh, for a significant amount of time, or Pippen, or I mean, tell me. You know, yes. you talking about Kemp and Actually, all those guys. When we played the Bulls, I was always matched up on Pippen. <laughs> but there were a couple of times I, I, you know, I ended up on Jordan. He, he actually he blocked my shot a couple of times. He stole the ball from me once, and then I got hurt in Chicago my rookie year. Towards the end of the game, I sprained my ankle, so I had to see their team doctor. And so on the way out, you know, back I had to go get some X-rays, you know. So I going to the to the car. He was parked right next to the team doctor. 
<laughs> and so he kind of like opened the door for me. He was like, uh, you know, "Take care of that ankle." You know? <laughs> I love it. So I was, you know, that was like the Mean Joe Green moment. You know? <laughs> the, the Coke commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, so uh, who was the toughest guy having to spend the a whole guy game? At the guard. Yeah, you're gonna be shocked, man. Wow, it's a couple of guys. I'm telling you because they never stopped moving. Jeff Warnesek and Danny Ainge were the two toughest guys for me personally as a guard because they never stopped moving. And they could shoot. If you back off of them, they're going to shoot it. And if you get up on them, they're going to drive by you. <laughs> so those, I mean, it's, it's crazy. If I could back up well with anybody, but those guys never stopped moving. Wow. They never stopped moving. And it was wow. tough to stay with them. I mean, you, but those but, two right there gave me the most problems. That's unbelievable to hear that. But they were both incredible players. I mean, they're incredible. They were great shooters. Yeah, and it made it tough for you to guard them because you, and they can handle the ball well. So, I mean, well. it was tough, man. I, I, I just tell you, I guarded Pippen, Dominique, all these guys, but those two were the toughest to stay on the floor with. I mean, they they just kept moving through picks from side to side, wow. on one side of the court to the other. Wow, you just got to stay focused. I love it. I mean, what a what a career, Gerald. This is just, you know, you know, we forget about the jewels of, of, of especially the Delta. I mean, you know, I always think of Jim Henson and the Muppets, and I and I've gotten to know Morgan Freeman pretty well, and I and 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 I've gotten to you know uh, just just watching BB and Albert, and I knew Albert King. Uh, I didn't never knew BB, but I knew Albert. I mean, just thinking about the people in our Delta athletes, Jerry Rice. You know, the great sweetness, you know, and and just watching people from Mississippi, I guess, and Favre, and, and I've had Brett on the show, and and I, I just feel like, I mean, you're one of those guys, and it's, it's, it's an amazing story, because we haven't had a lot of basketball stars come out of Mississippi. We haven't. You know, you think about yep, it. Yeah, that's true. And, but this is a gold mine. Mississippi is a gold mine for talent, man. I'm telling you, man, it's, 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 if you look back at all the athletes, football players from the past, there have been so many from Mississippi, you know. Yeah. Archie Manning, Brett Favre, I mean, Jerry Rice, Walter Payton. Yeah. I mean, you just look at that. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's it right there. <laughs> I know. You know, uh, let me let me ask you, I'm going to ask you from a coach's standpoint and a dad's perspective. Horatio son, uh, Malik Newman. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just. He leaves this year and goes to the NBA. You feel like he went a year early. He he'd gotten hot at Kansas, and yeah, I think that one extra year could have benefited him. Yeah, considering what happened now. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, but back then, I, I don't think I would I would I would have had you know taken that last year just to prove to everybody, hey, I'm legit, I'm solid. Yeah, I'm a good player. He you know he had another year to prove himself. I yeah. think. He used to come to Greenville and, uh, and score 70. You know, I wish him well. I hope he works his way back. <laughs> yeah, me uh, too. You know, into the league. But uh, I think that one year would have benefited him Yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, with the scouts in the NBA. Yeah, because he was a special player in Mississippi for sure. And I know yeah. his journey's been what it is. And I, I know he's still got plenty of time. Last year, he really sort of got it. I mean, it like just came together. He's a great shooter, like really great shooter. Yeah. And uh, so I'm but hoping. What, what, what happened was Malik, Malik is only like six. Six two, maybe six three. Right. And uh, you know, it, the off guards are bigger. You know, the off guards now are six six, six seven, six eight. You know, and it's forcing him to play the point more. And he didn't grow up playing being a point guard. Right. So 
you know, the point you, you have to work at the point guard still. That's 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 the only difference, and that's the reason why you know a lot of those pros put him at the point because of his size. Right, right, you know, right. So off right. guards are much bigger now. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. You I know? mean, I mean, like so you look at LeBron. That's, that's the only deal, you know. Uh, but he's a great shooter, man. Great player. I've been watching. Like I said, he played with my son back in AAU, back in Jackson, back in the young days. So he he's been shooting ball well since wow, since he was small. So yeah. You know, he's a gym rat, and so he—if anybody can work his way back, Malik will. He'll—he'll—he'll he'll, he'll get in there and work hard, you know. And 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 we'll see Malik Newman down the line. Yeah, I think so. He's come from good stock. His dad's a good guy. Yeah, he—he's gonna work hard, work his way back. I—I—I I, I, I do know that. I love it. But he's—he's he's got the work ethic, man. So I'm looking to see him down the line, man. He's gonna be okay. I love it. We're talking to Gerald Glass. Hey, Gerald, what's the plan from here on out? Try to find a coaching job next year, and uh. Get back into coaching and and just enjoy the kids, man. And try to develop and try to try to get back to Jack. I love it. I love that. Well, it's been a blessing to catch up. It's been a blessing to have you move back home, and uh, and I just appreciate all that you represent and uh, and just uh, it's been great, man. I appreciate you spending an entire Mississippi minute with me. We've been with the fabulous Gerald Glass and. Uh, this has been really cool. Gerald, I appreciate you, man. Brother. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you, you know, having me on your show. Special, special moment. Thank you, buddy. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.